Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 83. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Welcome to another episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. I am your host, Tracy Harris, and as usual, it is amazing and fantastic to have you joining me on this episode. My guest this week works with lady bosses to help them build businesses by their own design and to their own rules. Because let's face it, there is no one size fits all. She doesn't want women to become a slave to their business, and she believes that your biz should be a vehicle to do what you love, be a part of something bigger, and express all the amazing talents that you have to offer while making a sustainable income. It is possible, ladies. Trust me. So I'm major, major excited to bring this guest to you today because, yep, obviously we share, her and I share so many things in common when it comes to our biz philosophies, particularly as mums. So let's get into it. Elle Roberts is known as a creativity coach and business mentor, but in truth is a Hashtag creativity champion. She is a massive believer in the collective power of people and a savvy business strategist. Communities are her thing, building them, growing them, nurturing them, and showing recognition for the valuable role of each and every member within them. So she is totally my kind of hustler. Welcome to the virtual couch, Elle. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a great pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, I like to just throw my guests in the deep end and just ask you straight away, Elle, to tell us about yourself, your family and your business because I know you're certainly very, very busy. Sure, no worries. I am, yeah, I love being busy and I have a lot going on at the moment, but um, it all blends really beautifully together. I have been working as a creative business coach for about eight years now and really love helping women stand out, particularly in the online space and and really shine and sell their business in a way that they may not have felt comfortable doing beforehand. Wow. Okay. So what made you want to start this model of business? Because like eight years ago, you were like online business was not in the, I guess, the limelight that it is in now. Not everyone was so quick to jump on board then, but you obviously um, found your calling earlier than the most of us. So what it, made you want to start? It really organic, uh, organically. It was really, um, I had a son eight years ago. Okay. So that shifted the direction of my life really quickly. It was very unplanned. And I, you know, had a corporate career that I was loving. Um, but then once he was born, I didn't want to go back to that anymore. I wanted to do something different. And I sort of just fell into the world of online business, found a lot of entrepreneurs that were doing really cool stuff, like in the States and that sort of thing. And just, yeah, I did find my calling. I, I had a business development background. Um, I started a handmade business for myself to begin with and realized how challenging it was even with that background that I had to run a business because all that emotional stuff comes up when we're really passionate about the work that we do. 
So very quickly moved away from running a product-based business and started working with other business owners and helping them manage the business planning, the marketing, that sort of thing. So they could really focus on whatever it was that they were really passionate about. Okay, cool. So can you walk us through your startup journey then from that initial idea to actually launching? Like really walk us through what was it like eight years ago to start this type of business online? Yeah, um, I, it, as I said, it was organic and it was, I feel like I fell into it. It was almost accidental. I just got a passion for making things in that whole nesting phase when my baby was tiny little and I was making things for him and I was loving it and then I was giving them as gifts to friends. I was a single mom at the time so anything that I could make that was really beautiful and I could gift it was saving me lots of money so that's what I did. And then a friend just said to me, can I buy one off you because I want to give it to a, as a gift to another friend of mine and that started me looking into online business and Etsy and all of those sorts of things. But I very quickly um, went from making things myself to I had an online retail store for about six months and I had a whole bunch of other sellers selling online under my brand. And then that very quickly made me realise that I was much more passionate about working with them to help them. Yeah better explain their products or take better photos or, you know, improve their Facebook presence than I was interested in the idea of retail. Yeah, and being the maker yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So it was just this really quick succession of of trying a business on and deciding it wasn't for me. And, yeah, I was lucky enough that sort of 12 months into that journey I really found what did make my heart sing and what I was really passionate about. And I've been doing it ever since. Yes, but you were obviously really open to kind of following the the calling or the whispers within or all of the signs that were around you because, um, yeah, for you to be open to that idea of going from the handmaiden yourself and the online store owner yourself to being the coach. Um, so I want to talk about that actually, Elle. As a creativity coach, you help biz owners reignite their creativity. So what are some of the common reasons why creativity gets lost in our business? And if you can beyond that, can you give us some top tips um, for us business owners who sometimes feel like we are losing our creative zest in the business? How can we reclaim it? Well, I think there's two sides to that. There's people that come into business feeling like creatives, like they they come into business because they have a skill, whether it's a creative skill or whatever that is. I I think all entrepreneurs are more creative than they realise, but some of us recognise that in ourselves. But then we do tend to lose that because we get bogged down in the day-to-day stuff. We get busy with, you know, answering emails and writing invoices and reconciling bank accounts. Um, and, and it's important to maintain that creative zest. But I also love working with people that feel, don't necessarily connect to the idea of creativity, that are, feel more analytical and business strategy minded and helping them discover their creativity so that they can bring that to their business planning and those sorts of things. So. Yeah, I think the main reason that we we lose that if if we and you know if we don't resonate with that naturally, I think it's easy to lose that just in the day to day work in the you know answering emails and dealing with clients, and we often you know feel the need to go where the money feels easy and not necessarily where our creative passions lie. 
Um, and they, they can often be a, a bit of a disconnect with that yeah. in business. Yeah, I imagine that's where the vision boarding comes into it for me, like always knowing, you know, sticking to my passions, doing the things that excite me, going with my gut and trying to outsource all of those mundane administrative tasks as much as I can is something that helps me um, keep my creative zest, I guess. Yeah. I I was going to say, sorry, I totally connect with what you're saying about entrepreneurs not really seeing themselves as creative because when I first started or before I first started Mums with Hustle rather, it used to be a lie I would tell myself. My inner critic would say to me, Elle, that I am not creative. And I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. It was a self-limiting belief. And I really, I really told myself that for so, so long. And I Mm. was creative. Even in my career as a teacher, I was creative in everything that I did, but I was telling myself that I wasn't. So I probably needed someone like you to, <laughs> to I beat mean, it I out of me. Ultimately, every human being is creative. I mean, and certainly every mother is creative. Creativity is about, you know, Einstein said it's intelligence having fun. And for me, it's about problem solving. It's about, you know, manipulating situations so that they can be better than they were before and all of those. And, you know, as mums, we do that all day. All day. <laughs> manage, you know, problem solve and manage different conflicts and make everybody happy and, you know, everyone is creative. It's just whether they resonate with that word or not. And, you know, certainly if you've gone and seen a problem or a gap in the market and you've said, I'm going to start a business because I'm going to fill that gap or I'm going to do that offer that product or service better than anyone in the marketplace is currently doing and then you go and do that thing, of course you're creative. Whether that thing is bookkeeping or, you know, writing legal documents, it doesn't matter. That problem-solving, that innovative attitude that entrepreneurs all possess is, you know, innately creative and something that they really need to own and claim for themselves So there's a few different ways to like really feel like you can tap into that creativity. And like you said, being clear on where your vision is, being clear on what you want your business to look like is a really big part of that. But um, And outsourcing the jobs that you don't want to do. But even if you can't outsource it, like reality, at the end of the day, we've got bills to pay and we've got rent and those sorts of things. So sometimes we can't afford to outsource all of the stuff. And sometimes we do have to like let the customer's lead us down a path that is not exactly where we want to go. And I think what's really important in those situations is to carve out time just for your creativity. So wherever you're at in business, whatever level of income you're earning, however critical your cash flow is for your personal life at that time, you can afford 10 minutes every day to work on the stuff that really lights you up and makes you, you know, super passionate. And I think it's important to stay connected to that even when, you know, reality is that the whole business might not be able to look like that just yet. Oh, I love that idea because it is true, especially in the early days of your business when you're really trying to build that foundation and you're trying to, oh, just, I don't know, get off the ground and make some form of income um, for yourself. It is, you do kind of have to somewhat follow the current of your customers and what people are after, but it can move you away from your passion. I'm hearing you say that, but mm. I love that. I, I love that advice, Elle, about just giving yourself 10 minutes 
um, 20 minutes to just sink your teeth into the thing that totally fills you up so that you are getting that creative fulfillment as well. I think that's yeah. a really good tip. And it's, and it can, you know, it's, it's achievable then, even yes. with the busiest mum and the busiest entrepreneur. We can't necessarily find an hour or two in a day or even in a week to, to put towards just stuff that makes us feel good. But 10 minutes a day, you know, just get out of bed 10 minutes earlier and work on the thing that you're actually really passionate about. The other thing is really staying connected to your why. So even if you're not um, like doing the thing that motivates you the most and drives you the most is, is knowing what that is and being really connected to why you start a business in the first place. And what it is that, you know, like business is hard. It's a big decision to say I'm going to go into business for myself and anyone that's been in business for more than a month or two knows how confronting and challenging all of this stuff is. But we do it because there's a passion there, because there's something that motivated us and, and drove us to say I'm, it's willing to, I'm willing to take the risk and I'm willing to put the work in. And rem- coming back to that place and reminding yourself regularly what that why is helps you stay connected to the creative vision of your business yeah and and you touched on something um just before you said you know there are those people that come to you and they maybe don't see themselves as creative so you help kind of crack that open and and inspire that or reignite that spark in them um because you said those types of people are more about you know they're the analytical thinkers they're the business strategy they're those types of people which Mm. is equally as important in business so absolutely yeah how how do we balance both that business strategy and the creativity because they should be working in conjunction but it's easy to get lost in the details so yeah yeah, what's your advice around that? How what would you suggest in regards to keeping the two aligned, our business strategy and our creativity? For me, it's really about doing business your own way. It's it's being aware of the rules, it's absolutely learning all the time, but then taking anything that you learn from, you know, that business coach or that last entrepreneur that wrote a great blog post or anything like that and and just taking the bits that that feel good for you and that work for you and work for your family situation and adapting it and saying, you know, I'm in business for myself because I want to be the boss. So I get to make the rules. And I think we often forget that as soon as we're, you know, trying to do the hustle, it's like, well, you know, they said I've got to post six times on Facebook and they said I've got to have an email list that I email twice a week and the shoulds and the have tos and uh. the that, you know, to be successful, you must do it this way sort of yeah. stuff. You must have a podcast and you must yeah. do webinars. <laughs> I mean, don't have a podcast if podcasting makes you want to cry every day. There are, <laughs> there are other ways to reach the audience and to get your message out there that will work better with your personality and with your lifestyle. And so, yeah, that creativity and business strategy for me really marry up when you um, that listening to your gut that you were talking about before, that really believing in your own intuition and trusting that you actually have a lot of wisdom already about where you should be going and what you should be doing with your business. And by all means, learn all the time, as I said, but just take the bits that feel good and work for your business and your family and you know, create a business that is uniquely yours. Yeah, do it your way. I think that mm-hmm. is so important. Oh my gosh, especially as mums, because <laughs> <laughs> 
when you set your expectations too high of yourself or your business um, or your situation and your reality, like some things are just actually not possible for you yeah. in that season of life that you are in with Absolutely. the, you know, the two kids or the three kids under five and, and, you know, you're trying to do everything and build this business. You do sometimes need to just shed all that stuff that people say you should be doing and just do what you can do in your own yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I liked your tip about waking up 10 minutes earlier. I'm not really a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, well, I was pre-kids, but then, you know, a lot of the listeners know that I did the extended breastfeeding thing for over two years. Mm-hmm. Then I had a six-month break and now I've got another little person. So mm-hmm. I'm doing it again. So for me, I just had to sleep for as long as the little people would let me sleep. Totally valid. Yeah, but <laughs> but I do like the idea of getting up 10 minutes early and I know that works for so many people, whether it's even just getting in their, um, their self-care time. Yeah. Yeah, their me time or their creativity time or writing a blog, doing a writing challenge, writing 10 minutes every day or, or whatever it is. So, yeah, I think that's a good tip. If people didn't write that down, write that down. And Ten- it's more of that do it your own way. Like I, I have tried to do it at the other end of my day. Okay. Before I had kids, I my most creative time was at, like in the evenings and, you know, I live in North Queensland so it often you often get that second wind when it sort of cools down after sundown and, and I, I used to stay up really late and that was my most creative time. But my son, who's, you know, nearly eight, has always been a very early riser and for a long time thought four o'clock in the morning was a good time to get out of bed so he (laughs) he retrained my body clock and now I am I'm shagged after dinner like I am hopeless in the evenings and I know that about myself so I make an effort to get up early I actually try to get up an hour earlier than my family so that that's my creative time and when I get to work in my business however I want rather than reacting to clients Mm -hmm. and things um but, you know, it's about knowing yourself. For some people that might be mid-afternoon and so it's like asking for support to take, you know, asking the partner to take the kids for a run to the park for an hour if that's the time of day that you're most creative. Yeah, that prime hustle time. You've got to protect that time. And yeah. That's when you've got to get it done, yeah. <laughs> and just work out whatever that is for you and your body clock and, and for your, you know, family life situation. Yes. And, and, you know, don't try to force it, ladies. If you are not a morning person, I don't believe you need to force yourself to become one. Likewise, if you're not a night owl, don't be downing 10 cups of coffee for the sake of turning into a night person. Just try to find, yeah, work with the natural rhythm, that natural body clock. I am hopeless in the afternoon. So I have become a hardcore napper. I have like an hour nap in the afternoon and it just gives me the energy to like, get on with my day yeah. longer than I otherwise would. And it's a time that I was just wasting. Like that was the time of the day when I would fluff around on Facebook and not achieve anything. So now I go and be productive by giving myself, you know, some time to rest. The and- rest. I love that. Permission to rest. Not yes. enough people rest. Yeah, because my husband often says that to me. He's like, yeah, you've got that thing that you need to do, but you're wrecked and the quality of what you'd produce would totally suck. So go and have your nap and then wake up and then do it afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. I, gen- I genuinely <laughs> believe that sometimes the most productive thing you can do is allow yourself that yes. rest. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Well, you know, you launched the Artful BizCon a while ago, which is a conference about educating, inspiring, and supporting a growing community of Aussie creatives in business. I just want to give you the platform now to tell us a bit more about that because I think that is so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I'm very proud of it. In 2017, it will be our fifth year running a wow. major live event. Um, and it's growing every year. So it's a two-day business conference uh, just around all of this same stuff that I've been talking about. It's about teaching new strategies, teaching new skills. We talk about pricing. We talk about marketing. Um, we talk about how to build video into your business branding, how to use SEO to better your online store, all that sort of stuff. But with that overarching like rule, I guess, that you know all of this is helpful if it's helpful, take mm. what you need and, and apply it to your business in a way that fits with your values, that, you know, aligns with who you are and what the purpose of your business is and that just feels good. Like don't take anything on if it feels yucky. Um, so it's a, you know, uh, it's a beautiful business conference and it, I launched it basically out of frustration as I said, when I started my business, it, it smacked me in the face really how hard it was. I had the business strategy background. I had the marketing degree. I expected to step into running my own business much more smoothly than I did in reality. And I just remember thinking at the time, for women that don't have the training and the background that I had, how hard this must be yeah. because I'm finding it so challenging because suddenly my marketing is connected with my self-worth and my pricing is connected with how I feel about myself this week and and how how are women managing that um, if I can't even do it with all the training that I've had. So I dove into learning and I went to lots of small business conferences and, you know, did, as I said, I was like right into looking at entrepreneurs and what they were doing in the States and, you know, some of the entrepreneurs that I were following were, you know, talking about the $100 startup and talking about doing business your own way. And then I was going to these small business conferences here in Australia and they were really like, here's the 25-page business plan and here's mm -hmm. how you go to the <laughs> bank and apply for a $50,000 loan. And I was at one event and this woman was talking about business planning and she got to the financial section and she had this massive graph um, with all the numbers on it and she said, you know, basically if you can't work out a way to turn over $75,000 in your first 18 months, it's not really a viable business, you're not going to earn a lot of money and it's probably worth looking at re-entering the job market. Mm. And I was just furious. I mm -hmm. just was like, <laughs> And I, I was so, I remember thinking I'm so grateful that I got angry and not, broken because it could have broken me. I had like $300 in the bank account at that time and I started my business with a domain name and nothing else really. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I've grown it over the last eight years to what it is today. And it absolutely is a full-time job for me that I can run around my family and I'm expecting twins ah. very soon. Yes, um, you are super, super <laughs> expecting twins. Can we just let the audience know that? <laughs> uh, they may have even been a, been birthed been, into the world by the time this goes live. I, I think so. so. That's how close you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I and I can have you know total confidence that I can you know change my business up a bit. 
but that it can suit my family still going forward. Mm. And yet if I'd listened to her advice, I would have gone back to my corporate career and, you know, I... a career that no longer fulfilled me anymore. So I wanted to offer the, the entrepreneurial market something different in Australia and that's where the Artful Business Conference came from. Wow. Well, I absolutely love it. And I love that why behind your biz conference, because my startup story is very, very similar. I didn't have capital to really put um, behind our business. We kind of started just with that domain name, a free Instagram account, and off we paddled, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was just about consistency and momentum. And again, then finding the need, I was like you, Elle, I was like, you know, where where do I go? Where is this place that kind of gets me in my life stage as a mom, a young mom yeah. without a business background? What do I do? And I had thrown myself in for years learning um, from different entrepreneurs, m- most of whom are American-based. So they do, they are a bit ahead in that online mm. space. Um, but I, I feel like everything that you just said then, Elle, about that lady saying, if you don't make 70 or 75,000 in X amount of months, you need to just give up on your dream. Um, I feel like you've got a lot of people nodding their heads to that because we do have a lot of ladies in the Mums with Hustle community with even family members that kind of put that, um, that figure, that dollar amount on their success or, or, you know, within six months, if you haven't made X, then you're going to have to return to work. Yeah. And it's so hard to deal with. I'm very lucky that, you know, my immediate family and my partner are both, you know, incredibly supportive, but I have members of my family and I have the financial success now. This is a full-time job for me and it has been for some time. Um, But I have family members that honestly believe I just sit at home and twiddle my thumbs on Pinterest all day. And even after all that time, yeah, and I just have to let it go. And you know, some people you're just not going to convert, and that's fine, it's up to them. Well, they're just still stuck in that um, mindset of you know, you go to school, you go to uni, you get a job, and and you work for someone else. They can't possibly fathom this whole online world that we all know about. (laughs) I mean, I did business and marketing at university, as I've mentioned, and the amount of times, you know, family members and and friends from my uni days and things that are doing well in the corporate space are like, well, well, it's good what you're doing, but isn't it a shame you're not using your degree? And I just think I'm probably using it more than anyone else (laughs) that I know. I'm using it every day, not just in my business, but in lots of other people's businesses as well. Yeah, making a real difference. But you're right. They just, they can't comprehend exactly what it is that we do. Yeah, Yeah, we can't hold it against those poor people. They don't see what we see. That's right. We don't need them to either because we don't need everyone doing what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I just wanted to give you that opportunity to tell us about that business conference because, as I said, I think it's really cool that it's been going for so long and that it's over two days and you're kind of just – you have this opportunity for business owners to go in and learn so much but then it's kind of like a take and put on what fits and abandon the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's not a forced model. That's what I love. Yeah. And the biggest thing about it now, I think, after, you know, five or six years of of running it has been that the two days is just like a cornerstone event and it's really about that community. Lots of our attendees talk about that feeling of coming home and, like, it's just – 
because we all have family members and friends that have that attitude towards online business, this is a chance to spend two days with a room full of people who just get it and just understand, you know, the joys of it as well as the challenges and the struggles that we face. Okay, awesome. Well, do you, can you tell us when your conference is taking place? Sure. This year it's happening in May. It'll be on the 27th and 28th of May, which is a Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And it will, it will happen in Brisbane. We've got a beautiful venue on the Brisbane River. Um, but we do also live stream the whole event. So you can join us via a virtual ticket. And that's a really important part for me because, as I said, when I started all this journey, I was a single mom and the idea of leaving home and going to something like that was completely unattainable. Mm-hmm. So we offer the virtual access. So if, you know, family constraints and, and financial constraints. Yeah, logistics. For, logistics yeah. stop so many of <laughs> of the mummies from getting out there and, and, you know, taking those learning opportunities and networking opportunities for themselves. So that is a very clever thing to offer that. And yeah, okay. So May, ladies, but we'll pop those details in our show notes for you, Elle. Thank you very much. Yeah, people will definitely want to know about that. Awesome. Uh, Just before we wrap up, we touched on outsourcing just like briefly um, in our chat. I want to ask you, because I love asking this of entrepreneurs, if you could outsource just, you know, anything, what would it be and why? Yeah, it would be some of the mummy stuff. Sorry, I love my business. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love being a mum too. I absolutely do. And I love that my business allows me to be whatever kind of mum I choose to be. But I would absolutely outsource the cooking and I would outsource the cleaning of the bathroom and then I would outsource the school run because I hate the school run. What about the school run do you hate? I've never had to do it. I've been the teacher having the kids arrive to me in the classroom, but I've never been the mummy dropping the, the kids off. What's the school run like? Oh, for me, we don't have a very well-equipped school in terms of car parking and there's far too many children and cars for how much space there is. And it's always the the morning run is not so bad because it's much more um, staggered. But the afternoon pickup when everyone is there at three o'clock is like the most stressful 15, 20 minutes of my day every day. And I would love to pay a uni student to do that for me. Oh, well, there you go. You've just put it out to the universe, so it could happen. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) With with, with twins on the way, it may have to happen this year. It will have to happen because that will be – I can't handle taking my my toddler to daycare and having the little newborn with me. I find that really hard, you know, trying to carry his floppy body inside. (laughs) (laughs) He's just there like a little sack of potatoes and I've got to carry him in and he's fallen asleep and it's like, oh. I don't know how people do it with more than two kids or let alone, yeah, twins. But anyway, you will be awesome. I don't know either yet, but I'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah, well, you will be awesome. Um, Okay, so you, I think that's good. It's great that you've, you know, you want to do the biz stuff, you would outsource the home stuff. People often forget that they can outsource the home stuff and sometimes it's cheaper than outsourcing the biz stuff. Yeah, we had a cleaner for a while and yeah. um, it was just the best 50 or $70 I spent every fortnight just, you know, totally made me feel so abundant and, yeah, I will definitely be getting back to that shortly. Yeah, and then you could have friends over because it was clean. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, life just feels better if your kitchen and your bathroom are clean. Oh. Everything else is just less stressful. Yeah, hate doing the bathroom. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, what is coming up for you, Elle, and where can we find you? 
Sure. So I'm not really sure what's coming up other than the Artful Business Conference. Obviously, that's happening in May. So that's, you know, that's got to happen. And I've put together a much bigger team this year to make sure that that happens, you know, despite twins. Yes. Um, so that and I'm, you know, focusing at the moment on really systemizing my business and getting it baby ready. I don't want to take a whole lot of time off completely but I do want to create a whole lot of space in my business so I can spend as much time with the babies as I want or need to. So I'm just systemizing things, getting really focused, offering more group coaching and stuff like that rather than one-on-one coaching. So my business is just L Roberts under my own name and you can find me at lroberts.me. And then the Artful Business Conference has its own platform and it's at theartfulbusinesscommunity.com. We have monthly webinars where we offer free training to our community members. Um, we've got a gorgeous Facebook group that's free and obviously the conference is the major event that happens each and every year. So Fantastic. that's what I'm up to. That is a lot and the <laughs> twins. So I just want to um, wish you well with that. Oh, my goodness. I'm like just coming out of that newborn, newborn phase myself. And that was only with one bub. So I wish you well in the remainder of your pregnancy and a safe delivery and just soak up all that newborn goodness. It is just magic. Thank you. It's been an eight year gap. So I'm not really sure I remember it all. So I'm not really sure I know what to expect, but I think with two on the way, that's not a bad thing. So. Oh, it's like a reset anyway. You haven't had twins before. Yeah. We'll Every child is completely different. Yeah, you just go with the flow, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so you host those monthly webinars. I'm going to make sure that I link to all of those amazing things that you offer, Elle. It's your website, which is your own name, Artful Business Community. Those webinars are there. There's the Facebook group. I'm going to put all that in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm always happy to talk about, you know, creativity and just do it your own way. Yeah, that is a really important takeaway. Do it your own way. I love it. Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, thank you so much, L Roberts, for joining me on this episode of the podcast. I think there were a few key takeaways there. That one major, major takeaway that was ringing through everything you shared was that we can run our own businesses successfully and do it in our own way. There is no one size fits all. I think that is a very freeing and refreshing sentiment to leave this podcast with today. Another great takeaway is that, you know, we need to give ourselves just 10 minutes a day, if we can, to do, to pursue our creative passion. That time is so important. And the third thing that I've written down here for myself um, is that we all need to be in tune and aware of our thrive time. I just decided to call that thrive time just then. Um, it's sometimes referred to as your hour of power. Okay. It's that time in the day when you are kind of in your beast mode and you're just unstoppable. It's when you are at your creative best. It's when you are totally switched on and you can just smash out tasks. You are super productive and laser focused. Everyone has some time in the day when they thrive. So knowing your thrive time, whether it's morning and getting up earlier than the kids or the the household, or whether it's at night and sitting there in your quiet corner doing your thing, 
whatever it is, whenever your thrive time is, protect it. Protect that time, protect your hour of power and get your stuff done because you can get more done in that single hour of thrive time than you can in several hours of unfocused, sloppy, tired, you know, crazy, wearing all the hats time. So protect that time, know your thrive time and protect it, but do it your own way. Thank you so much, Elle. Once again, if you want to connect with Elle, make sure you read the show notes and see everything that is coming up for her and all the places you can connect with her because she is fabulous. Love what she does. Take care and thank you for listening. Keep hustling. Keep hustling. 